The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com and another snowy day, but a great day to get out and, and buy a home. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely! It's never it's never a bad day to go out and buy a home. I know. I'm <laughs> or Todd solo. Miller. I'm Todd Miller. You're listening to Ora Ross across the virtual table from me. Well, I'm really excited about what we're talking about today because it is an entirely cool topic. We're going to take the wayback machine. I understand it. That's right. We're going to do a bit of a time machine. To what year? Uh, we're going to go back to the year 1997, 20 years ago. And, and just do a quick look, see at what, what was the real estate market doing then? What's it doing today? And we'll try to give you some insight as to where we think it might go tomorrow or not, not uh, exactly tomorrow, but in the new year, which is in a week or so from now. Wow. Very far into the future. Yeah, we're going to go into the future. Yeah. Yeah, seven days. <laughs> okay, stay tuned. More Real Estate Toronto Radio right around the corner. Buying or selling a home? condo or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to the show. Todd Miller sitting with Aura Ross talking all things real estate. Yes, yes. So we are, we, of course, we don't have our full 2016 numbers in until probably next week when, when we are into January and then the Toronto Real Estate Board will give us the whole breakdown of what happened this year. But what we do have so far this year was um, our average price in November. And I think we talked about this already came in at 776, which is up higher than anything we saw in the spring of this year. So for people that were questioning not selling in October, November, December of this year because they felt they felt they missed the market, actually the market was better this fall than it was in the spring. Prices were higher this fall than it was in the spring. Wow. So that's a steady incline right through the year. Now what's really interesting is do you remember what the 2015 average price was? Like we we ended 2015 it's only a, a year ago. Can I guess? Yeah. Five fifty. Oh no, you're a little bit out. But not well. <laughs> Lower you're high. kind of in 2014. Okay. So 2015 ended at 622. I was going to say 625 is my second guess, but 
Yeah. So you were darn, you were so close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and this year we're, well, we're, we're going to average out well over seven. So, you know, from the mid fives to the mid early sixes, and now we're going to be over seven and this is, you know, three years in a row running. Um, so yeah, interesting, but Okay, go on. No, no, because we, oh. we, we were talking about it the, uh, last week where we were talking about, um, you know, are there a lot of sales at Christmas? And you said that the full numbers aren't out. So there is a possibility that you could have an incredibly crazy remainder of the year. Oh, I, look at I can tell you just from the last time we spoke a week ago, um, our team has sold, I think, four homes. People saying, why, you know, would anybody want to sell, you know, buy or sell before Christmas? Well, I'll tell you, anybody out there looking at homes right now, there's some motivation. Yeah. Would, do they want to be out doing this? No, they're motivated. There's a timeline. There's a reason they're out there. And I would say the same thing about the sellers. If there's sellers out there today, it's probably because they would like a closing, you know, in anywhere from 30 to 90 days from now. So they're going out now. What I would tell you is super wise is uh, just this morning, I noticed in the central Toronto area, a couple of new listings coming out and, and I'm looking at them going, boy, these guys are wise because they've priced them bang on. Um, there's nothing on the market. Like you, we've gone like two days without anything new coming out. So now there's a few new listings on the market. They're well-priced and I would bet they've got crowds of people in their homes today looking at those homes. Yeah, I'm sure there are people just trying to cram in a last minute viewing before Christmas. Before the holidays. And there's nothing out there. So if there's nothing out there and you've got people that want to buy there, you've got that, you know, the supply and demand thing. It just appears. So so that that's just wild. And, and like I said, we're busy. Uh, we're busy right through. I mean, usually around now we're kind of starting to take time off, you know, get, get our holiday gift shopping done, get some gifts delivered. We are doing that, but we are also on, on appointments. So, so that's you're not a great shopping sign. At, you're not shopping at Max on December 24th or December 25th for gifts. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hope not. But anyway, <laughs> I might be. Sorry, family. Uh, <laughs> However, what's really exciting for, for us at the Mahal and Ross Group um, this year, this week, and, and going into the new year is we are now at the end of a 20 years of consecutively selling more homes than any other realtor in that Willowdale area on the west side of Young. So we're talking North York. Toronto Real Estate Board calls it C7. It includes the West Lansing area, the Newtonbrook West, the Willowdale West. So that whole area. So we're really proud of that run. Uh, we've been, you know, selling homes for, for many years, but for 20 consecutive years, we've been the number one agent in that area. And I thought it would be fun then to kind of look back and go, okay, 20 years ago, what did this market look like? When, when the Mulholland and Ross group, uh, first got the number one spot in this area, what was the market doing? And we said it was 1997. 1997. Can was, you guess what the average price was then? What do you think the average price? Now, this is, again, all home types right across the GTA. So we're talking uh, many more years than I care to remember. I'm going to say it was 220000 and that may be high. Oh, well, you are good. Really? That that was good. It was two eleven. Ooh. Wow. In 1997. But do you know that that was up 7%? from 1996. Hmm. 
So we were into quite a, a decent rise. Now, if you recall, for those of you, you know, much older, I know, Todd, you probably wouldn't recognize this because you were so young. I, yes. Um, <laughs> in, in 1990, in February of 1989, sorry, um, we had quite a sizable crash in the Toronto real estate market. As, as those realtors who, who survived it, we call it when the bottom fell out. You know, the bottom fell out. We literally woke up one day, party was over. Now, I don't know if I told you this. I think I did. But I was working in mortgages at that point in time. Well, just right. Just before it crashed. So I was coming in, looking at these, you know, these mortgages coming in. They were 18, 19, 22%. That's was, right. Yeah. So, so what's wild is when we talk about 97, we were actually in our second year of our incline. We crashed from 89 to about um, 2005. No, 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 no. Sorry, I've got my numbers wrong. 1995, right. 89 to 95. And then that was like our six year down. And then it took six years to get back up. So 97, we were actually climbing out of, of uh, a not so pretty real estate market. Mm. We were seeing multiple offers. You know, we were, you know, a 7% increase in a year. That was like, woohoo, party time, because you got to know for six years we were going down every year. Struggling, right? yes. Yeah, so this was wild. Now, here's a couple of interesting stats about 1997. Um, so to put it in perspective, 1997 saw 58,000 homes change hands on the Toronto Real Estate Board's MLS system. Wow. Yeah, today we're looking at uh, over a hundred thousand. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, the other interesting stat that I've got here is in 1997, the Central Toronto uh, freehold homes were selling on average for 285. Wow. So Central Toronto was higher than that average price of 211. Yeah. Hoity toity, 285. Yeah. Yeah, and and in 1997, the largest group of buyers were buying between 200 and 225, as opposed to today where it's between um, seven and eight hundred thousand. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, but here's the best one, and you might know this one. What was the prime rate in 1997? Oh, this is really. Um... I'm testing you because you said you were in mortgage business, so you know. <laughs> 97. When did I buy my first house? I can't remember. 96, I think, was my first mortgage. 92 was my first mortgage. I don't know. I'm going to say 8%. Gosh, you are good. You are good, Todd. I I think I need to do this as a career. I think I'm giving up the microphone and... And going back to trivial pursuit. No, I'm going Um, back to do real estate. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Move over. Eight. I need some desk space. Uh, you got it right here. Eight and a quarter was prime. Ooh, wow. And and our five-year fixed rate was 7.14. So, so that was people, when our... A lot of people were fixed, locking in, yeah. Yeah, our fixed rate was lower than prime. So when people also look at me and go, oh, prime is always, you know, prime, prime, prime is always the best. Yep. Uh, you know, when we get Michael Marini back on the show, we'll let him talk about why prime got higher than fixed rate for a while. Mm. We'll, te- we'll quiz them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else have I got for you from 1997? Well, I was about um, 20 years younger. <laughs> what, that puts you in a negative numbers, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It puts me very young. Very, uh-huh. very young. Yeah. 
my parents could probably be charged for sending me out to work as young as I was. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, that was also the amalgamation I, of, of the city of Toronto, was it not 1997? The what, sorry? The, the amalgamation of Toronto was 1998. Yes. That's when everything started to come together. So you had this That's harmony right. across services and uh, you know, whereas North York's always had some pretty cool differences in terms of public services. So, you know, like yeah. twice weekly garbage and driveway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it would probably impact the prices of a lot of different things. Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Though I must admit, as a North York- Yorkonian, um, mm. I am sad to lose my two garbage yes. uh, takeaway. But um, so going coming back to, to this year... Um, what I thought was also really cool was looking at what the Toronto Real Estate Board now also men- uh, measures these benchmark prices. And that is where they are measuring apples to apples. They're looking at a two-story, three-bedroom detached home, comparing it to a two-story, three-bedroom detached home, right? right. Whereas in, it, where averages are just average prices. So what was interesting was uh, looking this year at our benchmark prices, our largest gains came along the North York, uh, in the central area, it was that North York suite, basically from Victoria Park to the Allen, right right across the Shepherd Corridor, up to Steeles and probably to the 401, if you kind of drew that swath there, that is your biggest increase. We saw a 30 plus percent increase in the benchmark pricing with C15, which is actually the area sort of between Victoria Park and Bayview Village. Okay. It's a big area, that C15. That saw the largest benchmark increase of 38%. Wow. Yeah. I was just reading in the start today, they were talking about house prices prices climb more than 22%. But as you said, that one area is over, you know, outdone that. And when, that's right. And when we look at benchmark pricing, it really gives us an indication of what, um, of what a particular home would have done in that area, because it is comparing that same style right. to another period. Um, in going back, I'm flipping all over the place here in years, though, because I've made all these exciting notes. I was so excited writing this stuff down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give you another mortgage quiz because I know we have to stop for a commercial in a minute. But here's another mortgage quiz for you. Mm-hmm. So if I bought a house, Todd, for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and I put my down, which is my Mm $45,000. And I had to finance the balance at that, uh, let's just say at seven, let's say at the 8% at the, at the, um, prime rate. Right. Would you know what my monthly payments would be? Oh, I'm so bad at math. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to monthly. Monthly. Would you have a guess of what that monthly payment would look like? What's the amortization? Well, it doesn't 25 really, years. 25 years, five-year yeah. term. I'm going to say 860. Oh, okay. No, you're out there. So your monthly payment at that 8% is now almost $1,300. Okay, the 8% kind of threw me. I'm used to like the right. 2 and 3%. I know. Yeah. I know. And you would have been much closer, right, yeah. If in that in that lower rate. And what I'm trying to really illustrate again is, because uh, I, I want to talk about it a little bit more when we come back, and that is, this idea that how am I ever going to get into this market? And especially when we start talking about where we think the market might go next year, how do we do it? And when we go back 20 years, if you think about it 20 years ago, what incomes were, I mean, I'd have to do a full look at this, but yeah. what were people's average incomes and everything? When you bought a house for 225 and you were paying $1,300 a month on that mortgage, 
1,100 of it was going into your interest. Just over 200 of it was actually paying off your principal. That's incredible. It was actually paying, yeah. So after five years, you were still refinancing the same amount, you know, just a slight amount lower. Whereas today, so much of our monthly payment is paying off that principal. So little, little of amount is actually touching our interest. So it actually allows us to pay this thing down faster. So there really are ways still to get into this market and to stop looking at it like we missed all the opportunities. It's very interesting when we look back, when I talk to most people today, they look back 20 years, they think the mortgage rates 20 years ago were four or 5%. Wow. Because we forget, we yep. have a five year memory. Everything in my life happened in the last five years because I can't remember anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's just interesting because the, these interest rates are so make such an impact, more so on what we're paying for that price of that house. Yeah, absolutely. And still, like you said, no doom and gloom. Let's just face the market head on. Oh, absolutely. And look at nobody wants to be sitting here 20 years from now saying, oh, my gosh, if only I had done this, if only I had done that. Can you imagine where I'd be today? If I bought that really? house, yep. Yeah, we just really want to help people build that wealth for sure. Okay, well, stay tuned. More uh, Trivial Pursuit, the real estate edition coming up after the break. <laughs> More testing of Todd's memory. <laughs> oh, and it's bad. Stay tuned. More Real Estate Toronto Radio right around the corner. So many brain cramps, so many brain cramps right now <laughs> trying to figure this stuff out. But you got to give me some credit. I'm doing pretty well on some of the numbers, but. Oh, no, you're doing yeah, really yeah. well. You're doing really well. I mean, I'm just I, it's funny because I'm just looking at a um, prime rate chart going back. Um, this is interesting. Going back to 1989. Do you know what the average prime rate has been in the last 25 years if we averaged all the prime rates out this is actually kind of interesting now my my list only goes to 2013 sorry so i'm missing my ultra low primes okay so if you're missing the 25 years yeah from two from 1989 to 2013 I'm, the average clocked in go okay you guess i'm gonna say nine percent no that might be a bit high you're uh, a bit high yeah, I'm going to say about 7.5. Okay, you're still a bit high. It came in at 6.5. Oh, wow. But that's still pretty high. Hang on, you know. hang on one second. Just experiencing a small glitch. It's really dropping out. Oh, <laughs> Carrie just invited me to something at the Pampered Chef. Okay, hang on one second. Yeah. Okay, so so you were telling me it was six point five percent was the average rate. The average, um, the average prime. prime and the average fixed rate was seven point three seven. Wow. Yeah. And I think we talked about that. Maybe we touched upon that in an earlier show, but uh, that's that's amazing that th- those numbers. Well, again, when you really understand <laughs> uh, um, accumulative interest. 
<laughs> when you truly understand it. I, I paused and laughed to myself there for a minute because um, I read somewhere that they're actually going to really make an effort to bring it into our um, school curriculum to teach children how to manage money. And and it's just been a big thing of mine because I don't really being re- recall being taught um, that accumulative interest is really great when you're earning it and really bad when you're spending it. Mm. And, no, and no one actually applied it in high school. You know, no one actually gave me the application of here's what a mortgage looks like. And, and here's what happens when you've got an investment and you're earning it. So I just, it's great if they're bringing this into the school system. No kidding. But the big le- yeah. And the biggest lesson for our young people today is if you're taking on a mortgage, don't stress about it. Just get the damn thing paid off as soon as possible. Stop thinking like, well, I can make the payments. The payments are I mean, the payments aren't bad right now because so much of your money is paying down principal. But to think that rates will never go up again, I mean, it's just a dangerous thought. And and you just never want to be uh, shocked should they go up. I mean, we're not we're not seeing any increases uh, today. But to think that the market is never going to change and that prices will just keep going up and rates will stay low forever and ever and ever. I mean, all you have to do is look back 20 years and see that there's been cycles. There's been ups and downs. There's been interest rate hikes. There's been drops. There's been price hikes. There's been drops. I mean, you know, so um, segueing perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world. I mean, like we always talk about, okay, where can we go from here? You know, you can always get a tenant or rent some part of the house out. There's, there's ways you can get around, you know, rate hikes and, you know, maybe all of a sudden it becomes more hard, harder to afford your, your payments. Well, absolutely. And I mean, the best thing you can do, though, is while while you have these great rates, don't waste them away. Don't uh, don't take them for granted. What you don't want to be doing is in five years going back, looking back, going, if only I had topped those payments off, honestly, by 200 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month. What a difference it would be making me today to refinance this house. You know, so. Ooh, take advantage of these low rates and get rid of that principal uh, debt that you've got. Um, and and again, with these low rates, I, it allows me to say to the to the young people out there who are trying to figure out how to get in this market that there is a way. There really is a way. Um, we can the same way, Todd, that we did it 20 years ago or 30 years ago ourselves, and that was you you do it with a friend. You do it with a friend and rent out another room. You, you know, there's ways to figure this out. You get a small condo if you have to. I've got a client right now. We talked about this a few weeks ago. She's renting here in the city because she needs to work here in the city. She doesn't want to invest in a condo here in the city. So she's taking her money. She's purchasing an investment property out of town, something cheaper, something that will carry. She will rent here in the city, but at least she's got her real estate investment happening somewhere. Yes. Absolutely. She might not live in it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, we touched on that a couple of weeks ago too, where somebody's rent, you yeah. know, renting out their, their matrimonial home for lack of a better word and yeah. living somewhere else and still making money. Yeah. And still keeping their, their, their foot in this Toronto real estate market. Um, so that regardless of what happens, I mean, look at long-term, I can safely say long-term real estate is an amazing investment. I don't know any 20-year period where anybody has regretted, um, you know, what they bought or felt that they took a huge loss. 
Well, there's probably a few out there if you really got your locations messed up. <laughs> comparatively but speaking, though, in when the you, GTA, yeah. When you think about like other investments, like stocks or something, where mm-hmm. companies tank and then they go bankrupt, you're left with pieces of paper that are worth nothing. And I don't think, as a, as a complete layperson, that I could buy a home and ever ever have it worth nothing. I think it would always have some residual value. Well, I would, I, we've never seen in history where it was worth nothing. So that's a good sign. Okay. And I mean, worst case scenario, you can live in it. You can put a family in it and they would rent it out. So it's never just a piece of paper in your filing cabinet. You're right. So it's, it's tangible. It's bricks and mortar. Like you said, it's one of the best or, ways to yeah. invest. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And so as we're looking into 2017, here's, here's, I'm rubbing my crystal ball now. So I'm going to tell you, tell you what my crystal ball says. Um, So I really don't have a crystal ball. I lied. Um, However, I'm watching a pattern, you know, I'm, I love these patterns and I love watching the stats. It's not often that our fall average prices clock in at higher than our spring. So we have been in this constant increase all year. We have been on this inclining slope all year with November and December. I'm guessing December, but November for sure being our highest sale, uh, sale price month of the year. Incredible. The highest ever in the history. So my anticipation then is 17 goes in strong that our spring market is starting around the 14th of the month of January. Our kids are back in school on the 9th on average which means everybody's sort of back to work, heads cleared by the 14th. That weekend is our spring market. Is that is that on and a calendar somewhere? Is that just Yeah, it's on the calendar. <laughs> look yeah. at it. I'm feeling that we are going to be in a hotter spring than we saw this last spring, that we are going to see even more demand for our real estate. Statistics Canada showed um, even more people coming into the Ontario area this year than we saw last year. So um, I'm anticipating a very crazy market. Now, that's all great for our sellers. I'm thrilled. I don't want our buyers to panic. I want you to come meet with us, talk to us, and set out a plan so you are not getting swept away on this crazy roller coaster, but we can do this purposefully and, and keep you in budget and help you buy a home. But my biggest shout out right now are to those home sellers who are about to get their doors knocked by agents who have offers in hand because we saw this last year it was a huge phenomenon i mean we've it's always been around in the industry but never to the extent of 2016 where our home sellers were just being um um bombarded with agents at their door i mean we had homeowners um calling on police to to get warrants to keep people off their front lawns it was really bad um so I just want to warn our homeowners out there again that this I, I anticipate the same thing happening. And is it a good thing? Sure, it's a good thing. Except that last year we saw too many of you selling to people at your door for less than what you could have gotten. And, um, you know, some of the homeowners out there heard big numbers at their door, thought this is amazing, took the offers, not knowing that on the open market they were still selling for 100 sometimes 300 lower than what they could have gotten on the market 
And and again, you know, we're not saying anyone's being unscrupulous, but there are people that will push their client's agenda because ultimately sure. there's an agent says, okay, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to get you a house and I'm going to yeah. get you a house as part of my goals as the least amount of money that you want to pay. So they're going to go That's up right. to people's doors and say, I've got a motivated buyer right yeah. now. And there is nothing illegal or unscrupulous about that if they claim right from the get-go I'm representing the buyer yeah because they are allowed to work for the buyer and push you as the seller to come down in price the minute they turn around and represent you as well and I'm going to represent both parties now you've got a little bit of an issue I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dual agency but again if the guy came to your door with a buyer chances are the relationship is with the buyer right now they're going to represent you too yeah. It, that's a tricky one. So my my advice to you homeowners is is call us. <laughs> Quite frankly, you've got an agent at the door with an offer. Call us. A, we're going to tell you if the offer you're looking at is reasonable. Please. I mean, we've say we've saved so much money for homeowners this year from that simple phone call. Um, at that point, you might choose to have your own representation. You might not. I, I'm not going to stand here and say you, but at least look at your options. You might want someone to come in and actually negotiate this offer for you, facilitate the sale so that come closing, the money actually transfers. And, and as you said, don't be pressured into the, you know, oh, I need an answer by the end of the day or the offer is valid. Oh, heck no. Invalid. And yeah. if, you, if you even hear that, step away from the door. Thank you very much. You are not going to lose anything. And I would promise you, what I can tell you from 2016, there isn't a single person who pushed back on that agent at the door or who called us and said, we want our own represent representation, who ended up with less money in their pockets. Everybody ended up with more money in their pockets by bringing us in. And by just taking that time to breathe, I want to talk to my lawyer. I want to do my own due diligence. Do it. Please do it. I mean, nothing was sadder this year than the lady who sold for 1.3 a week or two before we sold for 1.7, the exact same property. Wow. That, that's a lot yeah. of money, to, like you say, to leave on the table. Yeah. And, and look at when that lady took 1.3, she probably thought she won the litter, lottery yep. because just earlier, homeowners of this type of home were looking at 1.2 to 1.250. She probably thought, this is fair, I'm happy, I'm done, not understanding what the demand and what the market was doing around her. So my that is my only thing, is just please find out. Um, you know, call us, we don't bite, we don't charge for the call. Um, We'll be we'll be as honest with you as we can with, with regards to the information you tell us. And it might warrant to sit down to really go through this. Because Todd, let me ask you, right now, if you had uh, one and a half million dollars right now, someone just handed you a box, one and a half million dollars in it. Would you look for professional advice as to what to do with it? Um, I don't know. Aruba's calling. But yes. <laughs> you might, no, that's true too. You might go to Aruba and think about who you're going to call for yeah, that advice. I'd take 200,000 out of it and go to Aruba and then say, what am I going to do with the other 1.3? But yeah, I mean, I but, would have no idea what to do with that from a tax standpoint, from a exactly. long-term growth, from a security. So yeah, I would just say, here you go. There you go. And if someone handed you that box and then the next minute someone knocked on your door and said, hey, buddy, I've got some ideas. Uh, why don't you give me that money and I'm going to invest it for you? He comes to my door. Is yeah. It, that, those are the best investment advisors that they just knock on your door at, like after dinner and say, hey, you got any money? I want to invest it for you. I love those guys. 
Exactly. So, so all I'm asking are, are all I'm, all I'm, you know, hoping that our beautiful homeowners and, and citizens of the GTA do is take the time to to do your own due diligence, is to find out what your home is really worth. Um, if somebody's coming to your door with an offer, I can tell you there's a few more of those buyers around who wants your home. So don't ever feel bullied. Don't ever feel pressured. If you're feeling bullied and pressured, please call us. We're going to come in. We're going to hold your hand through this. We're going to find out what you really want to do. And what I can promise you is that no one on the Mahal and Ross group team is going to bully or pressure you into a decision. But we will do our best to bring you as much information as possible so that you can make the wisest decision for your family. No That's restraining all. No restraining orders involved. I like that. No restraining orders involved. Oh my gosh, we hope that uh, we never have to deal with that. Absolutely. Well, we want to wish you (laughs) and everyone a very Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Uh, Have a great one. Thank you for being with us this year. Thank you, Aura, for uh, spending so much time uh, enlightening buyers and sellers this year about what is actually going on and helping them make sense of... My absolute pleasure. And And I anticipate as... 2017 starts. I think we're going to be in for a bit of a wild ride. So I'm going to do my best to continually bring uh, you guys the the most important information homeowners need to know. And of course, more ideas on how we can help you people get into this crazy market that we're in. <laughs> uh, and you know, we, weekly advice is great and we love this show. But if you need something a little bit more timely, uh, the phone number is? 416-230-8500. Please be sure to ask for the Maholland Ross Group, and um, and we're happy to spend whatever time you need just going through your plans. It's an important look. At our logo is it's important. It's your home. It's important. I can't stress it enough. It is so important. Take the time because we're certainly willing to uh, to figure out what's right for you and your family right now and going into the new year. Excellent. Well, we will talk to you all very soon. More Real Estate Toronto Radio coming very soon.